0: hello hello and welcome to for book's sake i am heather roberts
1: and i am a very nervous veronica adams this morning we're
0: with with 1852 media and we are going to be talking about current book truck drama today okay and veronica's nervous because I asked her if she had heard about a certain piece of book talk drama. Yes. And she said she, not. Had not. she had not. She knows nothing about it. And so I thought it'd be a little bit more fun instead of prepping her of what I wanted to talk about to just, <laughs> to just talk about it <laughs> and get
1: Veronica's true reaction. Yes. Yes. You guys are going to get the unfiltered response live right now yes. on the podcast. Okay.
0: Okay. So, this starts with a mediocre white man on on Book Talk, okay? Okay. So, some of this is going to be my opinion touched into the facts,
1: okay? Well, uh, listen, there are plenty of mediocre men of all colors, but white specifically, who've enjoyed privilege for quite a while. Yes. Editorialization that sometimes is well deserved. So,
0: this man, his name is Nate Lemke. L E okay. M C K E. I don't know how to pronounce okay. that appropriately. So, our new friend Nate. Our new friend Nate. Okay. Got it. Okay. So, Nate wrote a book called A Manic Pixie E Girl. Okay. Okay. Manic Pixie E Girl. It is apparently marketed towards women. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let me read the blurb for you. <clears throat> manic Pixie E Girl is a deep dive into the damaging world of hypersexualized online environments. With honesty, wit, and compassion, I'm going to call it Nem- Lemke. Lemke explores the crippling effects of growing up with unrestricted internet access. Much like the iconic Manic Pixie Dream Girl trope itself, This narrative unveils a disconcerting countless men raised on the internet. By the way, the sentence doesn't make sense. So I'm just going to read it as it goes through and okay. Much like the iconic manic pixie dream girl trope itself, this narrative unveils a disconcerting countless men raised on the internet find themselves trapped in a paradigm where they perceive women as nothing more than idealized objects of desire, tragically overlooking their fundamental humanity. If
1: we could stop right there, I there's a lot of word salad that didn't quite. What, what in the condescending pseudo intellectual batshit crazy was that? Yeah,
0: there's more. Okay. The story centers around the troubled and perverse mind of Alden Goodnight, an internet addicted loner, as he struggles to overcome the symptoms of a debilitating mental illness. With the help of a well-intentioned, if slightly misguided therapist, he embarks on a chaotic and ultimately transformative journey to fully embrace all of his addictions in an effort to rid himself of them forever. Prescient... Timely and utterly captivating, Manic Pixie E-Girl is a literary tour de force that explores trauma, addiction, and the yearning for intimacy in the digital age.
1: Tell me you wanted to be on the New York Times bestseller list but couldn't get a book deal without telling me you wanted to be on the New York Times bestseller (laughs) list without having a book deal. I can't believe you said that because I can't believe you said that because he then starts
0: a TikTok campaign where he said that he's going to read a book a day by a female author until he gets on the New York Times bestseller list. I love that for him. So he is reading a book a day by Uh a female author because he doesn't generally read books written by women. But he's writing books for women. Correct. So he doesn't usually read that. That's not something he does. Um, But but he now is going to read a book a day by a woman and then post about it. How generous of him. In order to, um, you know, get his book on the New York Times bestseller list. And you're thinking to yourself, what books is he going to platform, right? What books is he going to read? With that type of a manic pixie e-girl. Yeah, uh, right, right. One of them is The Handmaid's Tale. Shut the fuck up.
1: (laughs) Because, for those of you who didn't hear me just whisper, I said, shut the fuck up. Because, like, holy...
0: (sighs) Let me play you, Uh because let me play you his original, well, he he wrote a bunch of, he wrote, he reviewed these books, seven days. And then he did like this weekly recap, right? And then he did his response to the recent book talk drama. All right. Okay. And I'm trying to figure out which one should I hurt? Like which one? (laughs) which one should i play first i'll do the response to the book talk drama because i think i've gotten you caught up yeah yeah, yeah. but by the way so the books that he read included the bell jar by sylvia plath bunny the handmaid's tale my year of rest and relaxation the candy house um to the
1: lighthouse and tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow okay this is some crazy performative bullshit
0: Yes. So let's go, Nate. There we go. Um, <laughs> this is so funny. Uh, there's several videos, but let let's go with this one. Uh, Book talk is not a safe place for authors. What is that? Oof. Did he delete a video?
1: Oh, of course eight. he I- did
0: don't know, because it's different on my phone than it is on my computer right now. And I'm trying to figure out. We got day seven. We got the weekly recap. And then he has day eight, Tenders the Flesh, which is on my phone, but not on my computer.
1: Fascinating. Oh, he has it pinned. Okay. He, okay. Let's. It's in let's, a different place when you're looking at yeah. it on desktop.
2: Okay. Like- yeah.
1: So I'm going to play this.
2: When I made my first post, I said that this book was like Mean Girls meets Dark Academia. Little did I know the real Mean Girls were actually right here on BookTok. A week ago, I set out to read a book a day till my book got on the New York Times bestsellers list. And to make it a little more interesting, I was going to try and read only books written by women authors. You see, in the past, I realized I had been drawn primarily to books written by authors of my own gender. So naturally, I wanted to switch things up a little bit i honestly just noticed a personal blind spot and wanted to correct it but some people did not like that despite an overwhelmingly positive response from most of book talk a few people decided to interpret what i was doing in the least charitable way possible they called me an incel They called me a pick-me. They tracked down my book on Goodreads and gave it bad reviews without even reading it. And they even went so far as to accuse me of exploiting women authors. And that one hit hard because that certainly wasn't my intention when I started this project. Yes, I was trying to promote my book, but also I just honestly wanted to read more books written by women, and I thought this was a good place to start. So what do you think? Was I exploiting women authors? And if so, what can I do to fix it? What, I mean. what can I do to fix it? Sure. Sure. Please, Please continue
1: exactly. to engage with my content while I take up space in an area of social media that really isn't intended for me. Right. And
0: let's talk about this as a marketing campaign, right? Right. Right. He is using women. He's using women. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, not all of his book reviews, because I went back and watched the videos, not all of the reviews on the books are positive, okay? Of course
1: they aren't. I mean, not every book is for no. everybody, but also, right. like, you're trying – it's very clear here that the platforming <laughs> female authors is just to benefit him in some Formative. very way. It's performing Exactly. Because exactly.
0: it's like, I'm going to platform these already large female authors that yes. I've never heard of yes. in order to promote my own book. Right, Which we will get to his book here in a moment, but yeah, it's, it's wild. So then there's a, another one called book talk is not a safe place for authors. Okay. So let's, let's listen to this one.
2: We need to talk about a dangerous new trend that's emerging on BookTok. Recently, a group of Book Talkers decided amongst themselves that I was a misogynist and went out of their way to track down my book on Goodreads and leave it horrible reviews without even reading it. It would be one thing if they actually read my book and didn't like it. That's fine, I respect that. My book's not for everybody. But I watched as their mean little comments popped up on TikTok and then just moments later a bad review would show up on Goodreads from someone with the exact same profile picture. And unless they read my entire book in the time it takes me to switch apps, I don't think they actually read it. To leave a book a bad review without actually reading it just feels wrong. It feels dirty, and definitely not something I would expect from BookTok. And as for the claims that my book is somehow misogynist, my book is about the damaging effects of growing up in hypersexualized online environments. I chose the title Manic Pixie E-Girl because much like the Manic Pixie Dream Girl trope itself, many men who struggle with addiction come to view women as idealized objects of desire, rather than recognizing their inherent humanity. And in many ways, this book is about my own struggle with addiction and my healing journey from it. So it feels especially...
0: There it is. There it is.
2: ...calling it misogynist without actually reading it. Look, I get it. It's a difficult issue. But by canceling a book you haven't read, you not only erode the trust that readers have with websites like Goodreads, you also do irrevocable damage to books that might actually have something good to say if you just took the time to read them. We need to talk...
1: I'm so sick of men policing. (laughs) So sick of men. (laughs) We can just... Actually, yeah. Can we just... (laughs) Full disclosure, I'm a cishet woman in a cishet marriage with a son, but also I'm sick of men. Same. Period. Same. (laughs) Same. Oh my God. So you know what this reminds me of? Sure. There are some content creators in like the feminist domestic space, right? So there's some really big name content creators on TikTok who have these awesome platforms talking about very specific women's issues. Yes. And there are some men who have come into that space and have started making like mm, pseudo-psychological reflective content as well about perhaps their past experiences not being the most supportive partner in a domestic sense or whatever, right? Like they are trying to cash in on and build platforms in this space with the male-centered voice. That's exactly what's happening here. A hundred percent what's exactly happening exactly what's happening here. And
0: apparently that I've I've seen some TikToks of a person, like I saw a girl who was like, No, I really did read it. Like I read the whole fucking yeah. thing yeah, and yeah, it yeah. was it was awful. <laughs> like it was apparently the main character, the hero, is a thirty is 33 years old. And Holden then the- Caulfield or whatever his name was. Right. And then the heroine is, like, a 19-year-old college student who is constantly in pigtails. And it's, like, Shut this up. age gap, like, you know, little girl, daddy romance sort of thing sprinkled in with a lot of misogyny, slut-shaming, and just stuff. So there's this girl named Alyssa who... Mm-hmm you know, took one for the team and read the book for us. Bless her. Bless her. And Alyssa then not only did that, but then on Goodreads, you can, you know, put your updates in like while you're, you know, what percentage the way you are through. Right. And she did that too. She's truly doing the Lord's work here. Okay. And there are just some fascinating quotes in here like just
1: (laughs) well i mean he says it himself in that last tiktok that you played the audio for like he had his own struggles with a hyper sexualized (laughs) life online and he's now i guess exercising those demons via this particular book yeah and (laughs) getting it in a very tasteless way
0: I mean, there's one, a quote from the book, in order to become fully integrated, women must move from the maiden phase or the little girl phase, as I like don't, to call don't it. Don't tell me how to... Into their whore into their phase. It is Stop. the next step in your spiritual evolution. What? And... <laughs> There's another quote. I liked hanging out with Abby because she was the least judgmental person I knew. It felt like my whole life somebody was always judging me. And Alyssa's comment to that is,
1: please go to therapy. Honestly, this sounds like a classic case scenario where someone definitely needed a therapist and instead they wrote a book and now they're like, I mean, okay, you write a book, you're going to try and make money off of it. Of course you are. Why wouldn't you? I mean, yeah. There are some people who have written manuscripts that never see the light of day, but beyond that, right, if your intention is to enter the self-publishing space and become a a writer, have a business writing, you're going to publish it. You're going to market it. But like everything about this is just so gross. Yeah. It's gross. It's gross.
0: Let's see. Here's one. I'm starting a cult, she says, the esoteric guild of interdimensional reincarnating liberated sluts, e-girls for short. So that's what e-girl stands for: the Esoteric Guild of Interdimensional Reincarnating Liberated Sluts. Abby believes that by posting your face online, covered in cum, for the world to see, does, you does free yourself. Does anybody know if from- Nate's
1: mom is okay? Like, <laughs> honestly, does anybody know if Nate's mom is okay? Has anyone checked? On Has this anyone man's mother? checked on the women in this man's life? Seriously, like, does he have a partner, a girlfriend, a wife? Like, I, I mean, I mean.
0: I I, it's just so much. So like the book itself, I understand now after reading these quotes, right? Mm -hmm. Why he's being called an incel. Like I understand. Cause at first I was like, okay, well he's doing a really shitty. Yeah. It's extreme. He's doing a really shitty marketing move, right? Like, cause we can all agree that by platforming women authors one writing a book about marketed towards people that you don't understand is Mm -hmm. dumb. Number two, that, that was
1: misstep. Number one, for misstep sure. misstep.
0: Number one, number two. Then going on the internet and platforming large authors in attempt to ride upon their coattails, large female authors whom mm. you've never read before, yeah, like I don't like think there's Sylvia some... Plath
1: and Margaret Atwood, need this man's help in any way, no. shape, or form. No, and to
0: be like you know, I don't read books written by women, but I wrote one for women. And so I'm going to now platform the, like, that is also a massive misstep. But then read, like, I was like, wow, this is a really intense reaction. And then I started reading these highlights (laughs) and I was like, oh, oh, I see why. Oh, Um, apparently on Google, which I have not done full, you know, full disclosure, you can go read like a a preview of the, the title on Google. On Google books. So if Thank you're interested, too. you can go do that.
1: My blood pressure is high enough as it is <laughs> <laughs> like, Oh, listen. here,
0: here's a quote. That's going to throw your blood pressure. Okay? Oh, great. I'm just still, I'm scrolling through these. I have not read all of these quotes. Okay. Because yes. every day more girls show up on our doorstep in mini skirts and pigtails with little black E's drawn beneath their eyes. Girls who want to leave their old selves behind and step into their slut era. Mm-hmm. Mm, this one's lovely. Take these ingredients, mix them together in the proper proportions, and you, my friend, have just made the holy grail of cum production, a supplement slurry guaranteed to maximize the volume of seminal output. Oh, my God, I want to vomit. Like, is there? Oh, What? 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 <laughs> she gets, okay, the quote is, "Please, it's a non-thought for a moment. It's about a girl. I need to save her." And her comment is, "Don't save her. She's fine. Keep walking." <laughs> I I listen, I, we need to be friends. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm one of those people that's like hypersensitive to bodily fluid stuff. So like, oh my god. Ooh, I everything about this is tasteless. Everything.
0: Everything. It's so it's uh, this is this is mm, Nate. Nate.
1: Nate. For real for real though, Nate, like some of the feedback you're getting, even from the cyber bullies. And listen, I'm going to give the man credit. There is a culture of cyber bullying sure. that does exist, I think, on all social spaces, including in the book world. However, However. a lot of this critical feedback is, is legit, my man. And you need to like <clears throat> like a tree in the storm you need to kind of try and absorb some of this because there's something here for you to learn from this experience and it's not what you think it is. Right.
0: And, you know, here's, here's the other thing I, listen, I do not care if men write a romance novel or write a book marketed towards women. I, that's not, not. I obviously, my husband wrote erotic romances. Yes, I am in support of that. Sure. That is not what this is. It's not because he happens to be a man it's because he happens to be a man, but then enters the space without any knowledge of this space.
1: Enters the space in a condescending, in a condescending patronizing, way, anti-feminist, uh, uh, like, misogyny. I mean, it is misogyny. It's, it's misogyny. Yeah. It's what he thinks women want,
0: which is, my guy, not what women want. No. No. It's no. the, actually the opposite thereof, and he comes in with the confidence. This is what we're talking about. When I, this is why I said a mediocre white man at the beginning. Yes, because yes. this is what we're talking about is a mediocre white man, a just a white dude who's middle aged, whatever, coming into a space in which he knows nothing about and yep. saying things with his whole chest, uh-huh. like he's absolutely correct. Yes. And then, flabbergasted, yes. when he gets pushed back yes. upon it, not only flabbergasted, but then calls out these people who are trying to, some of which, very respectfully, I might add, trying to call him out on his bullshit. And right. suddenly, now they're the mean girls. Now well, they're the ones that are, you know, atta- he's now that's the big
1: of the mediocre misogynistic man is he can dish it out because he knows what's best for everybody but he can't take it when it's time to look at the critical information related to him correct like that, that that is that is literally step number one I can dish it out but I can't take it here ladies here is 300 page tome on, I, I'm sorry I, <laughs> it's
0: offensive it's, it's offensive. offensive it's offensive. And so when, if anybody's questioning, if you happen to be of the male gender and you are questioning, you know, Mm -hmm. oh, is it, why do women, you know, dislike when men do these? This is why we are trying to give you as many reasons as possible. It's not that we dislike men in general, right? Like, obviously we are married to men. We have male children. Like we're trying to raise our children in a way that recognizes these things. Yeah. But- that not this kind.
1: We don't like my guy. My, <laughs> my, my father was born in 1943, okay? This man is a member of the silent generation. He is 80 goddamn years old. And he has never projected this much misogyny on me in the almost 40 years I have known him, okay? Like, yeah. I, it, it, you don't have to be this... Mm,
0: it's just the condescension for me. It really
1: is. Like, it's the it. condescension. Wait. Like I this little nugget that you are just better and you know better. And you're, I'm sorry. Yeah. Anyone who uses the word prescient in their synopsis is a. And tour de force. Like oh I, I was like, okay.
0: All right. Which is Could why,
1: you please be more pretentious on top of being just an absolute asshat?
0: Which is why I literally nearly died when you said, like, tell me you want to be on the New York Times with Cellar.
1: So it's that, obvious. Because, yeah.
0: Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, you called it right out. Like, she truly had no idea what I was talking about, by the way. He like, reminds not- me
1: of Chess Club. There was a guy we went to college with. You may not remember this. We had several government classes with him. Okay. He was always, like, buttoned up, polo shirt sweater vest. I I'll, called him Chess Club, okay. along with a couple of our other girlfriends, because he just walked around in this world of, like, pretension. He was better than everyone else, and he was, you know, just Mr... This guy, Nate here, gives Chess Club vibes. He was his sucks. first name Mark? Obviously, uh, I don't remember.
2: <laughs> he no. just remembered. No. his No, no
1: it wasn't Mark. It was, okay, not, it Mark. was not Mark. It was not right, Mark. Alright, alright, alright. I know who you're thinking of. No, it was yes. not Mark. But, um... Good guess, though, right? I mean... We went to a really small university yeah. though. Like you're, you're pulling from a limited pool of people, right? I
0: am. I am.
1: Side note. Hope you're doing well, chess club. But anyway. And Mark. Not to mention the deacon. Totally. another, there's totally different story. This is just like, this is just the worst parts of the patriarchy all rolled into one little package yeah. named Nate. And I, hmm. Did Nate write anything oh, else? I haven't even gone back and looked. Let's shit. see. I'm glad you surprised me with this one because... It's a
0: fun one, right? Like, an, Oh, wow. Oh. He, his Goodreads photo is him shirtless. I can't.
1: I can't. Is he holding up a fish? He is not, but he's outdoors and shirtless. Oh, I, right. Okay. Maybe he's one fishing trip away from being a dating website nightmare, too.
0: He is of the genre... He, he, of chose- course,
1: he's shirtless in his profile picture, Heather. Yeah. He's marketing to women. I know he wants to be the cover model hero that all of our authors like to put on their book covers. Like,
0: yes, I know
1: he thinks he's figured out the formula.
0: Oh my god. So he, Lord, give me strength.
1: <laughs> <laughs> his genre that
0: he chose on, because Goodreads, the author has to choose which genre they write in, right? Yes. Yeah contemporary yes. literary fiction and satire so like is this all satire just to get his name up there like now i have to i'm wonder. sure it is i'm sure it is now i have to wonder and then he has his website as his instagram which his handle is dark nate of the soul
1: yeah so what's gonna happen is when this fully <laughs> backfires on him he's going to come out and say that he was just trolling the ladies yeah. of book talk and that we reacted in a predictable way and did all of these bad lady things that we are not supposed to do, and in, in the name of protecting our peace and our spaces, right? Like that's absolutely his backup plan here, oh no doubt God. about it. You someone, weren't smart enough to see the joke.
0: Someone goes, fun fact: your Instagram is just as disgusting as your book. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Keep giving it to him, ladies. Oh God Almighty! Oh, oh
0: my God! Yeah, his Instagram you know, is not great. I I
1: bought a, I bought a refrigerator magnet recently that said, "Men should be grateful. Women only want equality and not revenge." Oh my God! True story. And I'm going to stand by that until the day I die because the, I like that's literally all it is. It just. Yeah, I get it. This, is, you, this system was built by your predecessors to serve you and to subjugate us, but like that that ain't the way we're doing it now, my guys. We're
0: yeah, it's just not, it's just it not that way. you know, our entire culture has really shifted in the past 5 years to and I yes. like and I'm thrilled about it, right? Like yes. it is now a place where even I was I was watching some commentary this morning about like how we we, people were canceling Oprah. Like, not, I hate the word canceling, but like,
1: right. Calling her, holding, out, her, holding accountable her accountable. For her, her bad behavior. For her she tone deaf. So far, she's yeah. gotten so far from her roots, she's forgotten what it's like to be a normal person, even though she started out in a really <clears throat> terrible place. Like, right. Her tone deaf
0: actions. Uh huh. And the fact that we as a society, that never would have happened before calling out oprah no, like never. fucking oprah you know she's a national treasure
1: yeah and the it'd be like it'd be like trying to hold dolly parton accountable for something first of all i can't conceive of dolly parton doing anything that would require holding her accountable but beyond that like we just wouldn't do it right now listen <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i'm sorry i just read a review Oh, do enlighten us, Heather. If it it. it was good enough to make Uh, you laugh, we need to share it with the class.
0: Okay, the title of the review is like a boring Chuck Palahniuk if he could write. Or if he couldn't write. If he couldn't write. And then the actual content of the review is if you've never read another book before, this book is probably fine. (laughs) 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 Hold on. Um. Oh my God, breathe, Heather.
1: I'm dying okay is and there look, anything is there anything better than the consequences of your actions there like, really honestly. isn't
0: I mean there really isn't and that's the whole thing here people can say oh we're being mean girls no no
1: we're, we're really not.
0: not this is commentary upon somebody acting poorly on the internet and that's what we're doing we are reacting to what was put in front of us yes. we did not create this marketing scheme. If any no. author would have come to us and said, "Do you think this is a good idea?" We would have been like, "Hell to the
1: fuck now." No. And also we 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 don't want to be associated with it because no. like it's th- th- not. Th- this is so icky and untoward and just wrong. Like
0: that is not going to land how you think it's going to land. Nope. And you can tell that he had absolutely no one in his life that he mm-hmm. ran this by. If he did run it by anybody who understood the market and probably right. Who understood the industry in which he was trying to promote Uh to absolutely no one. So, you know, you get what you get when you come up with ideas like these. And then the fact that he's doubled down multiple times, right, you know, and Mm -hmm. become the victim in this scenario is just absolutely wild. Yeah. 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 And he's probably secretly reveling in the fact that his views, he's now has a shit ton of views. His ranking on Amazon is 28,000 on the ebook, which is probably higher than it's ever been before because people out of pure curiosity,
1: all of this drama and it's only 28,000 in the Amazon store.
0: Well, that's higher than I thought it would be, but people out of pure curiosity will go and purchase a book just to, you know. Well,
1: yeah, no, absolutely. I thought this guy was like, I don't know. I there are so many provocateurs out there, right? Yeah. So I, I just assumed that, like... Yeah. Damn, Nate, this isn't even successful. Oh, no. 28000 is, like... I can put $20 a day in Facebook ads on a book and get it to $28,000. Like, you didn't yeah. need to be an asshole to do this. Right.
0: $28,000 gets you really nowhere. I mean, that's, like, what,
1: a couple books almost a day? I'm disappointed. Like, the... I get why there's drama, but also like, really, this is the best he could do with all of this tone deafness.
0: Yeah, this is called what being ratioed, I would call it. That's what kids say. (laughs) Because he has I don't
1: know any slang yet. My kid is still in preschool. (laughs) Let me introduce you to the term being ratioed. Please teach me some Gen Z stuff so that when it's time for me to start learning Gen Alpha stuff, I can do it. So being racial, ratioed.
0: So, it, like for example, his TikTok has like fifty thousand views,
1: yeah. and
0: how many likes does it have? So, if like you go to, let me, where's his page, um, his TikTok page? Come on. So the one TikTok, my response to the recent book talk drama, has fifty thousand views and nine hundred and fifteen likes. OK, so out of 50,000, okay. 50, views, 915 likes, 1,600 comments, 1,600 comments.
1: That okay, is called so this portion. This portion of the strategy is working as intended. Yes, but
0: that's what's called being ratioed when you have more comments mm-hmm. and than likes. Number one makes sense yes. and more views than, you know, because that's what 915 out of 50,000 yeah. Is 50,000 divided by, let's say, oh, well, I could do 915. Oh, shoot. It's the other way. I ho- this is why I went into the law. Uh, divided by 50,000. Yeah. The old joke. The what? only like lawyers one, that are good at math are tax lawyers. Yeah. 1.8%. Is that
1: what that is? Yeah. Of roughly. people that saw his TikTok that yeah. liked well, it. it. A thousand times 50. It's Fifty thousand,
0: yeah. So, so like 2%, a little, yeah, two exactly. percent, just shy of two percent. And that is what's called being
1: ratioed when your view count Fantastic. is higher. I know. I now know what ratio yes. means. Thank you. And it's hilarious. I'd love to see great. that. That's happening to Nate. Although it, he's still getting engagement, which means the algorithm continue putting his books in the book talk FYP feed for <laughs> most of us. Not me yet, thank God. But also. Well, now that we've had this conversation, all the videos will start popping up in your FYP. Sure, yeah, there's no doubt my <laughs> phone's been listening
0: to us this whole time. But you'll see. I mean, a lot of creators, really. Oh my god, there was this one creator that I I will have to send it to you. She was like, she did a whole parody on it, mm-hmm. and was like, "I'm going to read a book a day by a male author until my book gets on the New York Times bestseller <laughs> list," and she's like. <laughs>
1: You know, I wish this... we could recruit some of the most protective authors in Romance Landia to do this as a farce. I have one person in mind right now. I'm sure you know exactly who I'm thinking of <laughs> who could just sit in condescension and read all the male written romances. Like, not that there's anything wrong with them, but like, there
0: are some that are problematic, so there's some that icky. are great.
1: Yeah. And
0: I think the thing is, if if somebody if a man comes into a predominantly female space Uh that has been created for women by women, you just need to understand that, right? Like you need to respect that and understand it and treat it with the, the due respect it Mm -hmm. deserves and not condescension. Don't come into this space and be like, I can do this so much better than you
1: or I can manipulate what you've built for yourselves to benefit me and not add any value for the rest of you. Right.
0: Like it's totally valid to want to write a romance and to market it towards women. That's fine. You and I think do we, I think
1: we should be very clear that we have nothing against that and you know, no. like you said before, we're very supportive of male authors. Perhaps more supportive of men writing than many other people in the industry are. This can be a clicky community. Romance authors, there are many uh, women who look at men in this particular genre and just say, you shouldn't be here. Right. And, you know,
0: I, I don't like that. I understand where they're coming from, but I don't like that. And I think that part of the reason why I don't like that is because, I mean, maybe you and I share this opinion because of this reason but I went into a predominantly male, traditionally male career, yes. and I felt like I shouldn't be there. And yeah. I was, you know, often mistaken for the assistant or the paralegal. the paralegal or what have you when I was practicing law.
1: Girl, let me tell you about the 30 seconds on being a lawyer in the South, okay? <laughs> yeah. First and foremost, when I graduated, we were told very certainly make sure you're always in a dress or a skirt and make sure you're always wearing hose. Okay. First of all, like policed from the get go, like no pantsuits. Mm -hmm. Right. And then I guarantee you 99 times out of a hundred, if I'm in a hearing with opposing counsel and the other attorney is a man, The judge, male or female, assigns me with all of the administrative work following up that hearing. I'm to draft the order. The order. I am to get with the court's assistant and schedule the next hearing. Like all of the administrative stuff was my responsibility as the only female attorney in the hearing. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Male dominated and still very sexist field. In a
0: lot of places. In a lot of places. When I went to the eastern shore of Maryland uh-huh. to go to a hearing, I absolutely had to wear a skirt suit, period. Yep.
1: Period. I forget. South of Mason-Dixon line. Yeah. I think of Maryland and I'm like mid-Atlantic No, You guys are <laughs> technically south. Now, not but, everywhere
0: yeah. in Maryland was right. that, you know, necessary. Right. like that wasn't always necessary, right. but if I was going to certain parts- I knew that if I Mm -hmm. wanted to get any type of respect at all, which is wild to think about, by the way, if I wanted to be treated seriously by the court, Uh I had to wear a skirt suit and pantyhose and the whole bit and act, you know, accordingly. And it's just, you know, there are a lot and people can be like, oh, that's so unfair. You shouldn't have had to do that or whatever. Well, you have to make choices, right? If do you want the best outcome for your client or do you want to fight against a system that is going to crush you right in the very moment in which you are in so we can fight about we can fight these things from the outside but when you're in the moment you're going to lose and it doesn't benefit you or the client if you right. don't acquiesce to the moment so you have to fight them in a different way than you know, just bucking the there, system.
1: Unfortunately, yeah, there is a certain <clears throat> amount of gameplay that you have to yes yeah. to or participate in in order to get the best result for your client.
0: And so you know, we can have tons of conversations about that sort of thing. But so that's in this, the kind of thing that makes of thing. a lot
1: of women authors very protective of the romance space, though. Is yes. that it, it, it's literally from the dawn of time system of suppression and oppression of women. Period. Right. And that's why there's a lot of people who say like,
0: you know, and I I generally agree with this, that you, we are the oppressed, right? So Mm -hmm. the oppressed cannot become the, we are not becoming the oppressed by policing or calling out or holding accountable, you Mm -hmm. know, the oppressors coming into our space and trying to reiterate that type of oppression again. Right. You know, and so... I absolutely understand that where women are saying, like, you know, who've been in this industry, who have the opinion that they don't like, you know, when men come into this industry. Men writing, yeah. And that's often because it usually looks like this. It usually looks like this. Right. 99% of the time. Mm -hmm. Or it looks like a male that comes into the system, into the system, into the romance industry Mm -hmm. and uses a female pen name. And does it in that way and basically
1: cons women
0: into writing, you know, and listen, women. That
1: that has predatory vibes now. It it may have just been a marketing tactic that was used by (coughs) publishing houses in the, Mm -hmm. I don't know, 70s and 80s or whatever. But like also now it's, it's very predatory because of how liberating the explosion of the genre of romance has been for women in a, in an, it, it, it Hmm. That's a really complicated, complex. It is. It is
0: nuanced. It is very, nuanced. Very I'm not saying in every circumstance it's bad, but I've seen enough where it's yeah. happened, where it is bad. And that's just like this situation. So, you know, when it is a, we'll just call it a touchy subject. Okay. It is a very, very touchy subject. And if not done correctly, if not done with good intentions and done well and with respect, Mm -hmm. this is exactly the response that you can expect. Yes. Yes. And you need to come into it with that knowledge. And this person, Nate, my guy, did not, had none of that knowledge. So it's just, I had, I had to share this book talk drama with you today.
1: (laughs) Fantastic. Because I mean,
0: and it really, you know, I think there's a good lesson to come out of all of this and that we've touched on briefly, but just to reiterate, understand the genre, genre in which you're writing, understand your audience.
1: You know, I was thinking about that while you were explaining a lot of this to me, if he had chosen to write this. In a in a different way, if it, it had been less about disgusting sexual content, I mean, like there's erotica and then there's like, yeah, the shock content. Some of this stuff sounds like it is literally just shock content. It's not even supposed to be erotic. But that being said, if he had picked something else in terms of how he was setting up the genre of the plot for all of this, right? Like yeah. fit different, different peg, right? Square peg, square hole, round peg, round hole, pick a different genre, market this slightly differently. He could have entered the book talk space in a non-offensive way. Right. And actually utilize the platform and the <clears throat> option of creating and sharing content until you hit virality to actually sell a book and maybe even backdoor his way into some sort of post-publishing traditional deal where he sells his rights to a distributor or one of the big five's imprints and, you know, actually does end up on the New York Times bestseller list.
0: Well, and let's just talk about this for a minute because his goal of ending up on the New York Times bestseller list, I believe, falls flat also from a technical point of view, in so mm-hmm. much that. I highly doubt that he's set up with distribution to be able to actually sell,
1: even if his book is good. I'd be shocked if he even knew he needed to do that.
0: Right. This is my point. Like, he clearly, he does not, this is somebody who's like, I'm going to write a book and I'm going to, you know, get on the New York Times bestseller list without any understanding of the industry at all. Like, to Mm -hmm. get on the New York Times bestseller list, you have to be distributed in a variety of physical locations mm-hmm. across the United right. States, independent right. booksellers, uh, you know, large booksellers, you have to sell a certain amount. And then the New York times bestseller people will like shake the magic eight ball and decide if you're going to be on the list or not, because book right. sales are not always indicative of no, actually being the, the list. Being on is a hundred percent
1: curated and it's based on whatever the <clears throat> intelligentsia thinks needs to be platformed. Correct. So simply by getting the
0: book sales, even if he had done it in the correct way, which I I can pretty much guarantee he probably didn't. Uh, I'm I mean I'm taking a guess here, wild stab based on all of the
1: other missteps here. Yeah. I think it's a reasonable assumption.
0: So his goal itself isn't even available to him in mm-hmm. the current setup in which mm-hmm. he he is. So
1: mm-hmm. that just. You know, it's funny, he reminds me of like the, the biohackers, you know, the people who are always like constantly looking for ways to change sleep routines and your consumption of vitamins and minerals and your diet and exercise routines. And like you lift, <clears throat> you know, you power lift during the full moon and you, yeah, you know, you take these herbs from Eastern medicine on, you know, the autumnal equinox, whatever. And of course, I'm being glib and a little bit disrespectful in my description for hyperbole's sake, but also sure. like... He looks at this and he goes, "I'm just going to basically do the biohack of self-publishing and using book talk to create a bestseller and to make money." But he didn't do a very good job of it. No, like not even a little bit. Uh, I'm sorry, I am stuck on the number twenty-eight thousand. Twenty-eight thousand
0: of the ebook. The paperback is at one hundred twenty-eight k on the zombie. <laughs>
1: There is no way this man has a distribution agreement that's going to get him anywhere close. He's not even in the state of New York. Not no. not like
0: <laughs> no, sure isn't, sure oh is not. And yeah, he wasted
1: his use of prescient. He wasted it.
0: Yeah, one hundred thirty-two thousand. I don't know what I just said, but one hundred thirty-two thousand publisher is independently published. Mm-hmm.
1: A guy, that's not what nope, you put no there. No publishing company, no, no business. Just is, independently published. It literally says independently published.
0: That is not what you put in that space. In that space, <laughs> you
1: put. I mean, a lot of well, a lot of people who don't know that's what they do.
0: Oh my god! Well, they just leave it blank, and then it comes up as like Amazon. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the yeah. That's what you're supposed he, to do. He filled it out. He filled it out while
1: well, he was hacking, hacking the book talk. Uh, machine I am just
0: oh, I'm like knocking things over
1: why couldn't he have just written some sort of like <clears throat> procedural crime thriller with like a buxomy heroine who still looks a little bit like an e-girl even though she's now in her early 30s and needs to be settling down before she ends up alone with cats for the rest of her life like this is yeah so gross so so gross.
0: I yeah, it's <sighs> it's gross. <laughs> the whole thing is gross, and it just smacks of somebody who doesn't understand what he's doing in the industry, and mm-hmm. suddenly thinks that he can just write a book and make his way, and into then talk it. down to everybody yeah. about
1: how well it's not being received because yeah, it's disrespectful, and this- the way he's using. The book talk space is disrespectful.
0: He came out... This book came out in June, by the way. June 19th. It took him this long
1: to create this mess?
0: Mm-hmm. He just recently created this mess.
1: Yeah. <sighs> Neat. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yuppers. <laughs> book world has already forgotten about you, my man.
0: Yeah, I mean, we'll go on to the next thing. And, I mean, we won't forget because... <laughs> one thing that the romance community has is a long memory. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that is one thing. Girl, you are not lying about that. That book talk and the book world has long memory, mm-hmm. very long memory. And people try to reinvent themselves and come back as like other names and immediately is caught. It is amazing to me. It is.
1: Like how quickly someone's writing style can be identified. Oh, or how yeah. quickly someone in their inner circle will out them. Yup. Yep. Yeah. It's crazy. In a good way, I think.
0: It continues well, to hold you know, people I mean, accountable.
1: There have been no shortage of drama over the years. You know, sure. plagiarists, people faking their own deaths, people on the run from the law, trademark copyright disputes. Like, I, it, the list goes on and on and on. People just generally Nate, behaving Nate, badly. But See, here's the thing. Nate is hurting men in this space.
0: Yeah, he is actually. He's doing a great and, disservice and to I men in this space. He,
1: I don't think he obviously does not care. Sure. But also like, this
2: is,
1: (sighs) yeah. I mean, it it borders on misandry in a way. Like he is, he is intentionally inflicting pain in a way that's going to make it harder for men who write well and are good members of the community to participate and be received. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. (sighs) Oh I know. This was fun. This I'm was not fun. nervous anymore. Yeah. I thought that you'd enjoy. We should do this. Tomorrow. I need a drink and it's only eleven o'clock. I know. I know.
0: <laughs> well, I'd, I, would let let me talk briefly. I know we've been talking forever. <laughs> But um, I went to a book signing event this past weekend. Yes, you did. And, you know, if you are a newer author and you are looking to get into a book signing event, this is a great opportunity um, for you because this event really does cater to newer authors. Uh, Oftentimes we call them baby authors in the industry, and that's not in a condescending way. Um, It's more of an endearing way. Yes. Um, that they are called that. We love baby authors. We love baby authors. So, uh, if you are a baby author and you want to go to a book signing event, uh, the Getting Witchy with It book signing event in Salem, Massachusetts. Well, it's actually in Peabody, Massachusetts. Um, which I learned the pronunciation Peabody? of Peabody. Peabody. I learned the pronunciation no. of it before I went because I was at the gas station talking to my the people at the gas station that I frequent. I live in a very small town. Okay. So like they know, they know who I am. And I was like, yeah, I'm getting, I was getting some snacks and stuff for the road trip. And I told them that I was going to a book signing. I was like a work thing in Peabody, Massachusetts. And the guy's like, that's not how you say that. And I was like, how do I say that? You said Peabody. And I was like, oh, I was like, well, thank you for telling me that before I went there and sounded like a complete moron to everybody
1: who's there. So things I learned. You call it Peabody and you're the moron.
0: Yeah. Well, to be fair. No
1: comment. I live in a town
0: that should be pronounced one way and and is pronounced that's a different true. way. The way so. ta-
1: yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. You're, you're yes, yeah. yes, <laughs> so. yes. If you had not corrected me, I would also be calling <laughs> your town the wrong thing too. Correct. Um, but otherwise, you
0: know, it was a good time. It is definitely, if you are paranormal, witchy, vampire any sort of, Spooky vibes. Spooky vibes. I, I, you know, that is definitely where you want to go as well. Um, there were authors there without spooky vibes and they did sell Mm -hmm. books. So it's not, you know, absolutely critical. Yeah. You
1: had a couple of non, like non spooky, non paranormal clients in attendance. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But if you do have that element, you're probably going to sell better just because, you know, everybody was really into it. People were dressing up like they well, had like witches it's happening hats in and...
1: september yes. it's
0: in it's adjacent to salem right like, it's a whole vibe it's a whole vibe there was a whole like witches ball fun with, yeah people were dressing up had like ball gowns on tiaras like yeah they you know they looked like they had a really great time um at the witches ball there was a dj you know uh-huh. cake there was actually food too i went to dinner before that so i didn't i wasn't hungry but i did have cake but yeah, I like a good reader experience, great reader experience. Everybody was really friendly. And so there was a lot of readers. I love
1: that because I've yeah. been to some events where people are really standoffish and it's like, really? Yeah. I mean, okay. The reader, there was, a I guess lot I'll just mind my own business. I think because
0: of the newness for everybody for not everybody, mm-hmm. but a lot of people there. Yeah really made it a welcoming environment too. So there was a lot of people who came that, that this is this was their first signing as a reader too. Yeah. So there was new readers, new authors and the people who have been to a lot of signings, you know, were really kind to them and it it gave me like, you know, like Taylor Swift concert vibes. It, everybody was really friendly and really welcoming. I didn't see any oh sort of like crazy thing to do with anything. What?
1: but i saw on the tiktok that taylor swift and sophie turner went to dinner together i last know
0: night. i know and frankly that is just <laughs> iconic why can i not stop talking about taylor swift what is i i'm not it's, even i'm not a swifty i swear to god yes you are <laughs> yes you are i am too it's fine <clears throat> that was iconic that was an iconic move it just truly Mr. Perfectly Fine. I, I mean, wish I
1: had an ex who was famous enough so that I could have dinner with Taylor Swift. Like, that's where I'm at, okay? Like, yeah. I have Sophie, Sophie Turner jealousy. But anyway, continue about the signing. I could not. <laughs> it, it just, the every- signing was a Taylor Swift concert. Continue. Yeah, I mean,
0: like, everybody was talking about how Taylor Swift concerts, they felt safe, they felt loved, they felt, mm-hmm. you know, good vibes and good energy, and yeah. it had that sort of yeah, same yeah, yeah. vibe. You know, there was one girl who, um, like, was walking in and you could just tell, like, she was very nervous. Like, she, she was very nervous. And she was all dressed up and she was like, is this where the signing is? And I was like, yeah, you know? And she's like, what do I do? And I was like, just go right, you know, go right in here. The table's right in there. Like, you get you sign in. It's all good. Like, you could tell she was just having a freak out. And yeah it was just not everybody that was around me too. It was just like, it's going to be good. Like you're going to have so much fun. Like just really encouraging to her. Yeah. And it, it was lovely. But yeah, so I picked up, I wanted to share these books because I picked up three books by authors. I had not previously known. Awesome. And so I thought I'd just share them on here because, um, yeah, I, I liked the reason I purchased these books is because I either liked their vibe. I liked the book. Um, You're trying to
1: hit the New York Times bestseller list with your manic e-girl pixie erotica.
0: Yes. Um, So this one is called Desirable. Look, it has like a foil cover. Oh, that's hot. By Nicole Sanchez. And the back has like foil on it too.
1: Hello. I know.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hello. We're on YouTube. So this is Desirable. This arrangement just got complicated. I believe it's a billionaire fake fake marriage, fake relationship. Yeah. So the
1: gold foil is like a really nice touch, but also that's a hot cover. It is. I really like, that's what I'm
0: saying. I bought books that I liked the covers. I liked Mm -hmm. the vibe of the author. And also I would potentially read it. So this one is called Screwed by Tori Heat. Okay. And it is touted. The fire? Yes. It is touted. Well, there's actually like a skull. Hold on. I don't know if you can really see it there's like a scroll. oh yeah okay yep I see it now yep 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 I am fascinated to read this it's dystopian okay Fun.
1: and sort of although that feels like the times we are living in sometimes I know
0: it's apparently handmaid's tailly dystopian but with spice and I don't know Ooh. how that's gonna work but I'm interested to find
1: out that is um, a combination it's like <clears throat> so my uh, okay. My husband recently <clears> soaked a batch of watermelon in white tequila, okay, and then sprinkled it with tahini, which is a combination I would not have thought to do. I for, I can't eat watermelon; but that's a whole nother story. He tells <laughs> me it's like the most amazing thing for the su- like end of summer. Like this was his thing, okay, fine. So my husband's walking around the boozy watermelon; good for him. But it's one of those things, right? Like you don't think to put these things together and then right. they work so beautifully. You get like obsessed with them. So maybe spicy handmaid's tale is like, like a whole new genre, sub genre, right? Like, and I, you I'm just thinking, make it a whole trope. I'm thinking the, the world hand... is falling apart, but also it's really sexy while it's doing it.
0: Yeah. I think the handmaid's tail-y parts are more about like the, sort of dystopian elements of society. Got it. So I'm I'm interested to see how that works. And then this one is Meant to Be by MJ Mango. Cute. And it is also a, I believe, billionaire romance, second chance. They meet at a costume party for singles. They have one night and then they end up getting back together. Like they don't see each other for a while. And then they end up finding their way back to each other love it uh yeah so i am interested classic billionaire contempt yes so i i do like me some billionaire uh, romance who doesn't love
1: a billionaire hero it it's almost like a palate cleanser for me now like i know it's not the standard in contemporary. There are still plenty of heroes out there who can't crush you with their wallets, but also like it's just so popular. It, it's it's good. it adds that element of security to the fantasy, right? Like yeah. if he's a billionaire, or she's a billionaire. You can do anything. There, there are no worries with regard to the everyday the str- things, like, the that real everybody... life stress out of the way. Right. Yeah, right. The unsexy stress of real life just
0: doesn't exist. And we're for reading them. for an escape, so that's yep. part of the element of yep. escape. So. But yeah, so I'm excited to read those, and they, it was really nice meeting all those authors and fun. And getting it, yeah. Sounds like it was worth the trip. Yeah, I definitely think it was worth the trip to oh, Peabody. Peabody.
1: <laughs> I, Veronica, forget it. Hit us with an evergreen marketing tip. Okay, so you want to own as much data as you can, so you want to have as many things. Uh, on your website as you possibly can. Okay. So stick with me. This is a little layered, right? If you use a Linktree or a service like Linktree, this is, this is where I'm going with this. Yeah. I'm with you. Host it on your website. Don't use Linktree. Linktree is fine. I'm, I'm, this this is no criticism of Linktree or of anyone who uses Linktree or a similar service, but you can literally replicate the same thing on your website so that all the traffic goes there instead of to a third-party service. And then if you are using any sort of integration with your website for advertising and data collection, such as a Metapixel, for example, yep. you're going to have more information and data available for your audience refinements and things like that as you are yep. advertising. So the general marketing tip is host as much as you can on your own website.
0: Use your freaking website. You pay for yep. it already.
1: That's right. Put your whole bibliography on there, set up your own store, have your, have your landing page that is just like a link tree. Mm-hmm. You can do it all there and you should. Yeah. So that you own your data.
0: I love it. Yes. That is perfect. And a very good tip that you should thank you. heed. So, <laughs> well, thank you for indulging me today, Veronica. It was fun. We'll have to do this it again soon. So, yes. all right. outro Once my music. blood pressure
1: goes back to normal. you <laughs>